0: The healing between the masculine and the feminine, I believe, is the next evolutionary stage in relationship transformation. And so today, we talk about what Tantra for couples really is. And it's not the Karma Sutra gymnastics you might be thinking. However, it is something that each of us can bring into our relationships.
1: Welcome to Love featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face.
0: I feel the light. I allow the vibration of the body to merge into oneness and wholeness. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Jane Donovan and I'm thrilled to have you joining me today. The disconnection between the masculine and the feminine is pandemic in our society. There's relationships breaking down at a faster rate than we've ever seen before in history. And so today's show is exploring the reconnection and the growth of the heart-centered connection between the masculine and the feminine. If you're in a relationship, then this show is going to help you to take it to the next level. And if you're not in a relationship, then this show is still for you. This is going to help you to look at new ways of connecting with any future partner. So strap yourself in for a great journey down the rabbit hole of sex, sexuality sexuality, and what Tantra sex really is. I'm so thrilled to welcome back to the Love Life Show, the divine Diane McCann. Diane joined us on the show, I think it was around three years ago, where we got to talk about the beautiful work that she does through her course, The Goddess Within. However, Diane, together with her husband, Robert, have also been conducting Tantra retreats for couples in Bali For nearly three decades, and uh, I believe they've been practicing Tantra for a lot more years than that. Together, they've helped thousands of couples to take their relationships to another level. And so today, we explore the secret world of sex. It's often a taboo, secretive, and I guess very sensitive subject, yet it's crucial to a successful relationship. I start by asking Diane, what was it like to be teaching about Tantra 27 years ago? I imagine that all that time ago, Tantra would have seemed, well, a bit strange and a bit weird.
1: Yes, well, I guess really it was, but it was, we didn't set out, Jane, to be teachers. We set out to have a relationship together that gave us the passion and the intimacy that both of us, me in particular, was searching for coming from previous relationships where we didn't have that. And so we had to find teachers for ourselves, which we did. And for me, it was like, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll be really cool here, you know, when we went off to Hawaii to learn. I'm I'm not nervous until I got there and I realized during the course of the time that I spent there how little I knew, or both of us really, about the whole art of intimacy and tantric relationships. But yes, it was very cutting edge, but they say tantra is born again every generation and I guess this was our generation, for which I'm very thankful
0: it really is a very ancient art. Is it something like 5,000 years ago that they traced it back?
1: 5,000 BC, Jane. There are temples in India that are so ancient that they are now basically, you know, bits of buildings and yet they still have the, they were, they were Tantric temples and so they still have in inverted commas, the Karma Sutra around the actual rules, and people get all funny about that and think that's really strange and really weird. But Tantra is about energy, you know, and energy is what we are all made of. Yeah, so tantric sex is about energy more than intercourse.
0: Because I think when people mention or hear the word Kama Sutra, they think of um, sexual gymnastics, of you know, <laughs> flexibility Absolutely. and putting legs behind here and arms there and bodies there and bits and pieces in there and out of there.
1: Absolutely. Based on, I'm sure many of your listeners have had acupuncture. Yeah. So, acupuncture is based on the meridians of the body. And you don't need to know it in order to practice it. But, of course, the ancients did know it because they practiced it regularly in order to heal themselves. So that is the, that is the tantric side of Kama Sutra. It's not about the gymnastics. I mean, it's not about when you see someone playing a violin with his big toe in her ear, so to speak. <laughs> That's not really... Um, they're not really making love. What they're doing is they're balancing each other's energies.
0: It has been Diane's absolute life work to help people to heal their hearts, to open their hearts, and to come from love. So I was curious to know if she felt that Tantra was more about helping people to get from the physical to a heart-centered experience.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the truth is for women, we spend most of our time, we say this about men, but we also spend our time in our heads. And, you know, I say to women all over the world, how many times have you been making love when suddenly you thought, oh, I didn't get the meat out of the freezer for dinner tomorrow, you know, and our brains (laughs) actually go off on that tangent, and therefore we're no longer in present-time consciousness. We're no longer with our lover, with our beloved. We're not there. Men are so focused on doing whatever they're doing, and if that happens to be making love, that happens to be making love, which is why men generally have no problem having an orgasm, but women, of course, get really close, and then it just disappears. It's because they're not... They're not centred in their bodies. So for both men and women, what we say is Tantra brings the energy from a woman's head down to her heart and then down to her yoni, which is the Sanskrit word for vagina, back down to her sexual core. And for a man, we want to bring the energy up from his sexual cook and then get turned on at the drop of a hat, you know, that you see a gorgeous woman in a bikini walking along a road and suddenly they're turned on.
0: Yes. So, I always say so it's, want, the, it's the stir-fry versus the slow cooker.
1: Exactly. So we want to change that for a man as well, get him to bring his energy from his genitals up to his heart and therein lies people in
0: relationship ever doing this is such powerful stuff this can change the planet Diane but of course you know that and I am True. putting on now my matchmaker's hat where I have coached for the past decade single people and one of the things that I hear constantly is women saying you know I- I'm really not interested in sex and yet I know I've got to push through that if I want to have another relationship again. And when I've questioned, you know, why are you not interested in sex, there's all sorts of reasons from I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm not interested, I've got no sex drive, it's hormonal, blah, blah, blah. But so many of them have said, look, they don't experience orgasm, they don't experience sexual pleasure, there's nothing in it for them. It's almost uh, it's a one-sided journey. Yet at the same time, these women are living lives in very much alpha energy. Do you find that Tantra helps women to embrace more of the femininity?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, it's life-changing for couples. When we're making love, generally speaking, a man learns very quickly what turns a of woman off. Unfortunately, because men are so focused on doing what they think works, they do that same thing for the next 40 years, which is why women get bored with sex. Now, that's one tiny aspect. But with women, when we are being made love to, there's always that edge. We have to have an orgasm, you know? We have to bring him to orgasm. Why am I feeling more than I'm feeling? And every now and then, women have these mind-boggling orgasms and it's all fantastic. But it doesn't happen all the time because we're not focusing on our hearts, and most women are not ready to make love when they do make love so yes when you are making love in a tantric way it allows for no performance from a man a man does not have to perform which is huge for a man because from a man's perspective men always have to think that they have to bring a woman to orgasm so it's like Neither of us talk about it because that's just the way that it's always been, and that's what we see on television and in movies. And you know, here's this mad, passionate, fast of lovemaking. But the, the description I use for Tantra is the valley and the mountain. And in the Western world, the valley is the foreplay. My husband said should be template because women always want more, which is true we do. The foreplay doesn't get us where we need to be. But nevertheless, the mountain is the orgasm. In tantric lovemaking it's the other way around. The valley is orgasm and the mountain is what else is possible. And that, believe it or not, outweighs any orgasm anywhere. Amazing.
0: Well, I have to agree with Diane, that really is amazing. One of the things I have observed in my dating and social clubs for single people is that a lot of women are saying, where are all the men? And I'm talking, you know, men that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, beyond. And one of the things that I've observed is that a lot of men have been very deeply hurt when their relationships have ended. That's not to say that women haven't been too, but for now, let's stick with the story of the men being hurt. And they often, as a result, have a lot of fear around pleasing another woman, and that includes sexually. And so there's a lot of sexual anxiety. There's a lot of fear around sexual performance. And so I was curious to ask Diane if the men that have been really hurt, really emotionally damaged, can Tantra help them to heal that and open their hearts again?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we have had men who have been so badly damaged physically, never mind emotionally and mentally, sexually. And, of course, we have women in the same boat, not so much physically as in we've had a couple of guys who've had serious accidents that has damaged their genitalia. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of terrifying for them because they don't want to go there ever again because yes. it's too scary. But because we're talking about the heart more than we're talking about intercourse, it's just such a different scenario. So we see guys, well, a year ago we did a tantra. We had people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And the man in his 70s was in his second relationship and he was just so cheerfully grateful, you know. He said, I never knew it could be this like this and I never knew it could be this easy because there is no pressure on either side. It's beautiful. So it
0: changes lives. I, I can imagine it would incredibly... Now, how much do you feel that, you know, the sexual dysfunction of, of many people is as a result of their early sexual experiences, the, the fumbling in the backseat of the car, the, the girl that says yes because she has the fear of losing the boyfriend when she's too young, the guy that's got no education at all around how to actually try and make love to somebody. Do you feel that sets up the pattern for a long time to come? <laughs>
1: Absolutely, Jane, without any shadow of a doubt. I mean, there is tons of work that's been done since the 60s, what we call armoring. And I hold the belief very strongly that both men and women armor their genitalia. When guys pump into a woman really hard and really fast, basically women are used to friction. And they do not cope without friction because that's how they're used to feel you know, it's a little like, and this is on a different subject, but it's a little like um, kids, the teenagers who basically are self-harming because that's how they feel. But pummeling sexually is how women actually feel, and they think that sex is connected to having a man driving into her hard and fast. You know, hitting the walls of her cervix. You know, battering those beautiful um, valleys that are inside her, and so they get numbed out. So too do men, because men cannot keep going like that without numbing something out. So that's why tantra, tantra is very slow, you know. Tantra is very different from normal lovemaking. And in the slowness comes the ability to heal the genitalia of both men and women. And that is beautiful because once the the yoni and the lingam, which is another word for penis, their Sanskrit word, once they have been healed, there's actually an aliveness to them that is not known in other men and women. Like, they have no idea what you're talking about. But there's an actual, when the yoni is alive, it actually draws the lingam in and the lingam can feel it. It's almost like... um, it's a really weird analogy, but it's really like a mouse running towards cheese because the only just draw in the energy of the ligament. Remember, we're talking energy, 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 energy. So it's very different from normal sex.
0: I can imagine a lot of people really desiring to take their relationships to this level. However, I can imagine the big stumbling block would be <laughs> vulnerability. Absolutely, on both parties. You know, we've had guys who
1: the women have said, Oh, look, we really want you to come, Can you, will you come with me and do Tantra? And the men go, Well, we've been making love for 25 years. You've never said that you weren't happy before. And it's almost like they take it as an affront to their ego that they could ever possibly learn anything about Tantra because, after all, how hard is it?
0: It is true, yes. A gorgeous analogy
1: yeah and that's the absolute difference people who have made love in a tantric way into that passion again because, you know, after you've had a couple of kids, the men are busy out there working like fiends to give the women, you know, provide for the house and most women these days are out working as well. It's like everyone's exhausted. Who's got time to make love? And suddenly you look at each other and you go, oh, well, we haven't done it for a couple of weeks. I suppose we should. And you do. And it's
0: like, oh, well, that's over with. And that is such a a routine for so many people, I know. How, though, can, if one person is desiring to go there and wanting to explore Tantra with their their partner, the vulnerability comes about because the insecurity of one of them saying, I want to explore this, and the other going, why aren't I any good? I thought we were happy, you know, and and it can be insulting That's why it's so often the dirty secret that's never spoken about because women have for years faked orgasm or that, you know, to to hurry up, get it over. If I fake an orgasm, you'll stop. And so they've set themselves up for a lack of honesty and integrity in in the sexual arena. What advice do you have, I guess, for women, but it can be men as well, who are wanting to approach this with their partner in a gentle, delicate way?
1: One of the things that I think is missing in relationships besides the integrity of speaking the truth is the ability to actually see each other. So I would sit opposite your beloved, we call it sitting in yam So, but you don't have to do that because it would probably scare the pants off your partner. (laughs) You know, sit opposite each other, look into each other's eyes. Do you know how many couples, even after 20, 30, 40 years, have never looked into each other's eyes? They have no idea how to do that. We get them to look into each other's eyes. Relationship isn't real and if it isn't real then it isn't going to last or you're
0: never going to be connected diane raises a really important point that for many people they have never felt so alone as when they are lying in bed by the side of their partner and so it is important to find a way to raise the heart vibration and connect with each other to overcome this loneliness. One of the exercises we talked about is eye gazing. And I want to continue this conversation with Diane because this too is an exercise that I have used personally in my life as well as had clients use to help people to really connect with each other. So I asked Diane about eye gazing in Tantra. In Tantra, eye gazing is
1: one of the major keys. And the secret to eye gazing is to keep your eyes soft and allowing. Because, you know, when people stare, it's like there's a fear there. The secret is to eye gazing to keep your eyes soft. And generally, what you'll find is that when two people are intimate, two people know each other, love each other, one of them will attempt to look away or snuggle into the other one's neck or do anything to distract the being seen because you know that word intimacy is into being seen and most of us do not want to be seen into because most of us don't really love ourselves anyway so we definitely don't want somebody seeing all those little bits that we think are not okay. Eye gazing is such Uh, I mean, we suggest people
0: make love starting like that, you know, rather than having the nipple tweaked
1: and the glitter is
0: rubbed, you know. Wow, that's <laughs> the great. Each eyes Start there. That's a great tip. That's fabulous. The eye gazing, I also feel that if people struggle with softening their eyes because maybe they've never had the ability to. Do that in life. Just perhaps say to yourself, I want them to see my love. I want them to see my love. And as we know, when the heart, when when we are delivering any message, when it's from love, the soul knows no resistance. The soul gets it and understands, which is beautiful. It's such a gorgeous exercise, Diane. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I want to touch on, you know, self love because it does always come back to self love which means self-respect, self-confidence, self-worth, all of those gorgeous words. So when you're doing the, the tantric um, couples' retreats, do you spend time helping them to heal their past? Ideally, what I always say partway
1: through tantra is, you know, we should really start with five days of personal development and then go into tantra. But, of course, people struggle to get five and a half days away from work. But very act. Of being in a space with the people like Robert and I and our assistant, who just make it so safe. You cannot help but heal the past because it will come up. And the fascinating thing, Jane, is that no matter how many times people and I'm going to say women because it's generally women who say, oh, but I really want this with my husband or my lover or whatever. But when it gets really to the, the pointy end of the nail, they back away. They get scared. And when people get scared at Tantra, they pick fight with each other. And it's just fascinating. You know, you can watch the two grown-up adults turn into three-year-old children. And the bottom lips drop and they pout and they get sulky so we make ourselves like our course is um, training in the morning and then they have the afternoons off to practice but generally that's when stuff comes up so we make ourselves available pretty much from first thing in the morning until midnight it used to be
0: How wonderful because they are often just repetitive patterns and habits that are just, they're on automatic pilot. This is what we do. We pick a fight. I was fascinated to hear Diane mention that the women will often pick a fight, that they will be the ones who want to attend this course. They drag their partners along, but through the process of getting to true, authentic vulnerability, they hit a fear point. So I asked Diane, What is it that you believe women are most scared of that has them reducing to this behaviour of picking a fight and withdrawing?
1: In all reality, it's intimacy. Because sex is not intimacy, is it? Sex is a body function which goes on below the waist that your heart can be involved or not be involved. But just because your heart's involved, it doesn't mean there's any intimacy. Intimacy comes from the eye and the heart. So it's like most people are really scared of being intimate and intimately connected with another human being. I mean, we've protected ourselves incredibly well. And, you know, we have to say thank you to that subconscious mind of ours that's doing its best to keep us safe. So it doesn't, definitely doesn't want to be open and be vulnerable and be a weeping net you know. Like we've had men who... Um, and I know this sounds really weird, but this is a fact. We have men who on the last day just weep because they're so grateful because they've never been to this place of intimacy with another human being and they might have been married for 30 years. Mm.
0: I'm imagining so, that incredible feeling for them of they had no idea that they'd been living alone forever yes, and now yes. suddenly they're no longer alone.
1: Yeah, because once you have tantra, providing it's like anything else, Jane. It's like if you want to be good at anything, it requires a ton of practice. And people, people are lazy. People get scared. So you know, we remind them. We send out newsletters and say, Do you remember what you had, Yami?" <laughs> It's time to get back into that little position and gaze into each other's eyes again, just as a reminder, because life does get in the way. And, you know, we had that for us. We did our tantra training, and then we came home and we practiced religiously twice a day, every day for nine months. And who knows why we stopped? We just, life, something happened. I don't even remember what it was. But, you know, within six months, both of us looked at each other one day and said, something's missing, something's different, something's changed what is it and we both said you're not practicing every day and I'm not talking about love making necessarily every day I'm talking about having a heart connection and we do it in bed in the morning and at night and we have rituals that we have put in place and now it's like brushing our teeth we never go to sleep without performing these rituals you know these tantric rituals and we never wake up in the morning without doing them either. So it's like they're part of our life now. But it's it's called practice, and whether people have the dedication to practice is another thing. But the truth is that you cannot not be changed by coming to tantra, which is why people come back. You know, I mean, I'll tell you a really amazing story that I know this particular couple won't mind me sharing. But our assistant in our course in April they came and did Tantra he bought it for her they had been together for about 40 years then, and he bought it for her as a gift and they came off and they did Tantra and they absolutely loved it and then a year later or maybe two years later he rang me up and he said Diane I want to come back we we want to attend Tantra again so will you organize me another gift certificate and I'll give it to her for a birthday And I said, sure, is there a reason? And he said, yeah, there is. He said, her mum's died in the last year. Her mother's died, her father's died, we've sold our farm. And she stopped working for the charity that she's been working for for 20 years. And he said, it's almost like everything was ripped out from under her. And he said, what she's doing now is pushing me away. And he said, I can feel it. And I know the only thing that's going to get us back together again is Tantra. And so they came back. And that's been
0: interesting, I Through my coaching practice, I've met some really beautiful men who have so vulnerably shared with me that they know they're just not skilled or experienced in being good lovemakers. And that has a lot of fear around it for them. So I was really hoping that if I pose this situation to Diane that she'd be able to say that Tantra absolutely would help these men.
1: Well, you know, I hear what you're saying and I agree with it um, completely. And we have tons of men who are, they they don't necessarily have high emotional intelligence. They've never been allowed to steal. They've never been taught that it's okay to for what they want or to um surrender in any way, shape, or form. So they're the doers of the world, you know. And we have tons of those men. And I watched them generally on day one with their arms folded. In fact, one guy said to me, this is the greatest lot of BS I've ever heard in my life. That was on the first night yeah, we hadn't even started, you know. And by the end of the five and a half days, uh, he was a completely different man, you know. He booked in for them to come back the following year for their 25th wedding anniversary. So yes, you cannot not learn because there's nothing really to do except surrender. And, you know, I say that as though it's a really easy thing to do, which of course, for most people, especially women, it's not that easy to surrender. But because of the nature of course, I mean, we make it fun and... You know, I act like a complete idiot a lot of the time. You know, the airy-fairy one. People say he is the young, my, you know, and and together it just works. If you're in a space of trust, you can let go of anything and you can heal anything. You just have to put yourself in that environment.
0: So for you know, wo- for women me. who are feeling like, you know, I've never had an orgasm maybe, you know, they're on a real extreme or I'm frigid, you know, that horrible from what was it, the 70s or 80s, Um, or for men who, you know, perhaps they have ejaculation problems, they suffer from premature ejaculation, I imagine those kind of extremes would, people would be listening to this and going, please help me, this has been a problem my whole life, then I would say jump on in because this will absolutely help you without a doubt. But I wanted to also touch on the the arena that you create. Now, the first thing that is incredibly unique about what Diane and Robert do is that this, what well, to the best of our knowledge, Diane, is the only tantric course for couples anywhere on the planet. Is that right? As far
1: as I know, most tantric teachers um, take singles and couples, which has always done my head in, and I'm not making it wrong, it's just not who we are. For us, sex is incredibly sacred, and for me, I could think of nothing worse than sitting opposite a stranger and you know, gazing into their eyes and, and doing um, some of the exercises that a lot of people of
0: tantric pictures actually do i mean we need to go there diane because that's what a lot of people's fear is that they're going to go to a here's what i think people would perceive your beautiful course to be would be that you turn up and you're going to be given a robe and at some point you're all going to be naked and you're all going to be watching each other perform sexual acts of some kind um in a public arena And that would turn a lot of people off because that's not what they're wanting. And that's why I wanted to bring this up because I want people to know what a sacred space you've created where there's no nudity, is there? There's no weird exercises that are done in public.
1: The challenge, of course, with Tantra, Jane, is that when it came back into the public eye, probably in about the 60s, even though it's 10,000 B.C., you know, it was, it's been around since then. It's like when it came back, people who brought it back were people like Bhagwan Rajneesh, and, you know, he was the exponent of free love. And many of the teachers that are out there were taught through his, um, what do you want to call it, his um, ashram, really. I mean, people went to his ashram and, you know, learnt about Tantra there so and and it split off into two different schools which was the school that came from yeah free love is great and for us that has never ever ever worked our teachers did not come from that perspective at all our teachers um, even though they did take singles there was never any nudity in the room, there was never any Anything untoward. No nothing that would make that would confront you to any you know, to any degree. I mean maybe you might get to, you know, do a process where you look into each other's eyes and say, Hi, hi, name so you know, as an introduction, if that scares the daylights out of you then, you know, perhaps it's not for you. But pretty much we don't do anything that's confronting. And we literally give information and then send you off to your room to practice what we taught you and then to come back and ask questions if you have them. Now, obviously, there are going to be people who are not going to say a thing. I mean, we had one couple who, the woman is a really dear friend of mine, her husband, if he said boo the entire week, it would have been a miracle. But his smile got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Every oh, day. beautiful. So,
1: so, you know, don't. You know, And you know what? I always thought that people would come out of Tantra saying, oh, my God, you know, my entire sex life has changed. I've learned that, you know, that I'm an orgasmic woman or I've learned that I'm a, you know, essential man or whatever. Nobody's ever said that to us. Everyone that does Tantra comes out and says, what I learned is about communication from the heart. And that was always a shock to me because I really thought that what we're well, teaching, which we do teach, I mean, we have like 70 handouts, you know, it was about the physical body, how to do this, how to do that, what you can do here, what you can do there. But, of course, in the end, everything is about communication. Mm. So even though we're not specifically teaching it, we do have handouts on what to do when stuff comes up, all that kind of thing, you know. Um But in the end, that's what people come out of it with. They come out of it, more intimately connected because they found a way to be authentic
0: with each other and speak the truth. Which is a skill set that we are never taught and why we're not taught this in school, I don't know. But hopefully before you and I cross over to the other side, Diane, this will be taught in schools. So far with my discussions with Diane, it appears to me that Tantra seems to be about dealing with the mental issues you know looking at your beliefs and perhaps their limiting beliefs or what it is that you actually do know about sex and she's also looking at the physical so she's learning at you know different techniques for lovemaking she's clearly tackling the emotional side of of surrender and heartfelt connection but i wanted to talk also about energetically because That seems to be the real magic that adds into the mix of the the body, mind and emotions that seems to produce dynamic results in relationships.
1: Well, you know, most people, especially most men, I mean, unless they're conscious and a lot of people who come to Tantra have one person who's done a workshop with us you know, either the men's course or the women's course, or they've been recommended by friends. But a lot of people have never heard of chakras. They have no idea what a chakra is. You know, they don't see themselves as an energetic body at all. So the mere fact that they actually are starting to become aware of the chakras in their body, that they're actually starting to feel the energy Just from having their hands on their beloved's heart, you know, or on their back, it's like they're starting to feel that is huge for people. And so Tantra is never, ever, ever about just one thing. I mean, Tantra literally is the connection of the physical with the emotional, with the mental, with, you know, with everything. Physical, mm-hmm. emotional, mental, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. and And it's really beautiful to watch couples discovering this amazing energy that they that they didn't know that the other person had. I mean, to have a woman discover that she knows how to by putting her hand on her husband's heart, she can actually he can calm down, come centered, Gaze into her eyes and she can feel the love for the first time. And that's got nothing to do with genitals, you know?
0: That is so powerful. I can imagine women hearing you say that going, oh, I want that, I want that.
1: Well, we had a man who many, many, many years ago, he came up to us at the end and he was really emotional. He said, Diane, if I had known that I was my beloved healer, I would have been here years ago. Because she'd been trying to get in there for quite a long time. And you know, what we emphasize is men, whether you know it or you don't, you are your beloved's healer. And your job is to assist her through touch, not through words, not through doing, through touch, gentle, slow, just holding touch. And women, your job is to open your man's heart and to allow him to begin to feel that he is your healer. And if you can move to there, you've got a miracle of a relationship.
0: Let's get into your gorgeous retreats though, because I'm sure that plenty of people are thinking, I want to do this. Now your retreats are in Bali twice a year, is that right? They
1: are. And they're usually in March, around March, um, like next year is March the 26th to the 29th, and then it's in September as well. So we usually do them six months apart. And people say, why are you doing Bali? And I say, because Bali is a permanent island. It's always warm. The ambiance is divine. Everything is really inexpensive, and it's actually cheaper than doing it in Australia, which is very sad. <sighs>
0: Button in the back. It's a beautiful energy, Bali, Bali, and the Balinese people are the pure expression of happiness and joy that I just think it's such a lovely arena to be in and vibrationally okay. very conducive to assisting you energetically in, in the beautiful work that you and Robert are doing. Before we let Diane go, I wanted to ask her if she had any final words for our beautiful listeners. I guess I just
1: want to end by saying if you are in a relationship, know that it is such a privilege and a blessing to be with someone that once upon a time you absolutely loved and adored them and your energy together was incredible and for most people you could not wait to make love and that dissipates. Honour the fact that you love and do whatever you can, whether it's doing a course, reading a book. I don't care what you do. Sit on the bed and look into each other's eyes. But find that love because the truth is love is the most precious thing in the entire universe and it's why we're all here. So love more.
0: Diane, thank you so much for your incredible wisdom again. Uh, thank you so much, Jane. You are an angel. And to
1: everyone out there, many blessings, infinite love and gratitude. And remember what I said, just keep loving each other. Let's heal
0: the world. And as you heard from Diane, her words of love more and heal the world. And that truly is her mission in life, one person at a time. Pondering the beautiful wisdom that Diane has shared with us, While there were many great take-home ideas and tools and tips that she shared, there was one comment that has really been a huge aha moment for me. We are each other's healers. Now, for a long time in relationships, I have talked about how we are each other's mirrors, we are each other's shadow sides, we are each other's signposts. And I've never considered that we are also each other's healers. So considering this new thought process, how are you stepping up to be the healer for your partner? Are you doing it or are you waiting for them to heal you first? Somebody has to go first in this. And I've talked about this in other podcasts. It's not an easy thing because we have, we have an entitlement. We have a protective boundary. We get to a point where we feel that it has to be earned from us. But what if you were to soften all of that? What if you chose in this moment to let go of your right, to let go of your entitlement, to let go of your fear, your boundaries, and just gently open them with the possibility of you gently, one moment at a time, offering the gift of healing to your partner. If you'd like to contact Diane, you can reach her at beyondtheordinary.net.au and her website has all sorts of information about what you can expect in the Tantra workshop. But, of course, not everybody can make it over to Bali and that is why I thought it was so important to cover off on many questions with Diane for you to get plenty of tips that you can start introducing this beautiful, energetic, tartric dance in your relationship. And if you'd like to reach out to me, you can do so by heading to my website, which is jamedonovan.com.au. You can find us also on lovelifeshow.com, which has all of our back episodes, as well as a search bar. So if you're wanting to know more about any topic at all, just pop the keywords in the search and it'll come up with the suggested episodes to listen to. If you want to support the production of this show, you can also make a donation by heading to lovelifeshow.com. And if you'd like to join our private group on Facebook, The Love Life Tribe, we would love to have you come and join us there. Head to facebook.com forward slash love life show and pinned to the top of the bar is the link that you can put in a request to join our tribe so until next week have an amazing week pondering how you can be the healer for your partner and how you can bring true sensuality connection and love into your relationship
1: life is perfect i'm not trying it. it's just happening